I'm Kara. I'm Elena. And this is Science FM. Hey, Kara. Recently, the news has been pretty bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it has been. Um, I did find something that wasn't so horrible, though. Oh, was it that while Jurassic World was really fun and had a lot of big monster fights, it'll never live up to the classics ever? Okay, um, it has been a few years, and sure, we're still disappointed, but no, that was not the news. Mm, okay, do tell. First word, dinos. Ooh. Second word, mummy. I love it. More words, dino mummy. Oh, our favorite. We have Cass Ostrander on to talk about bad dino parents, and some good ones too. I cannot wait. Dino reputations have been slandered for many years, and it's our duty to give these dead reptiles a chance to shine. A mission. We got some questions. We got some answers. What is the deal with these ancient dudes? Crack open some dino eggs and let's find out. Hey, Cass. Hey. Hey, thanks for having me on the pod. Yeah, I was going to say thanks for being on the pod, my dude. Um, Just to start off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, Yeah, so I... Work as a program assistant in the sexualities department at Northwestern University. Cool. That is cool. Um, I'm the co-host of Spotted, a gossip girl podcast. Ooh. I love it. With me and uh, the other co-host is Elsie Howe, who's also been on this pod. She has. Talk about pigs. Pigs. Pig pigs. people. Big pigs. people. Uh, and I am the mother of two beautiful cats. Ooh. Uh Named Dr. Alan Cat and Dr. Ian Meowcom after the characters from Jurassic Park. Interesting. Yeah, Cass, uh, speaking of, we had heard through the grapevine that you like, kind of liked uh, Jurassic Park. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I live for Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love Jurassic Park. I do. Uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, since you asked, here's my ranking of my favorite movies in the franchise. Oh, here, we go. Uh, here we go. Jurassic Park. One. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Two. Ooh. Jurassic World. Three. Lost World. Four. Mm-hmm. JP3. Five. Mm-hmm. All like my children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have favorite children. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have, so, And one has to have a favorite child. If Jurassic Park go. was num- like a god... Solid ten out of ten. What was what would be Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Like how far does it drop down the scale? Oh, I mean that's that's like comparing sauropods and theropods. You guys <laughs> um, can do it, but I won't because it'll hurt me. <laughs> okay, fun. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, that's fine. You, you we you asked. Did I did. I did. I asked. It. Uh, that's fun. Actually, that's a really great transition. You did send us that that article from Vice about dinosaur parents. Which, yeah, man. Yeah. And honestly, let's just start there, dude. Give us a little background on this article and wh- how the heck you stumbled upon it. How I stumbled upon it is I follow <laughs> so much dino news. <laughs> um, but so basically, uh, in October, an article came out that they had found the the smallest skull they've ever found of a um, of a diplodocus, um, which is a sauropod. And uh, oh, could you please explain what a sauropod is? Like, what do they look like? So they're like the two different cate- two of the main categories that we put dinos in is sauropods and theropods. So mm-hmm. sauropods are going to be typically like the best way to describe it in layman's terms are they're like the four legged. Um, more reptilian feeling 
uh, dinos is okay. what a lot of people think of them as. And then theropods are um, like your bipedal, uh, more bird-like Okay, oh, like okay. raptors and T-Rex. Raptors, T-Rex. There's, they're also typically carnivores where um, sauropods are typically herbivores. Um, okay, so, so sauropod is like that really long-necked. Like a brontosaurus. Right. Yeah, the long yeah. neck, like the lamb the before long- time. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm familiar with that you film. You know, that well, movie. And, the classic work. Classic, classic. Uh, a beautiful series. Also, a wonderful franchise. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Please tell us more about uh, the sauropod. So, yeah, so this is a Diplodocus, and so they found um, the smallest skull they've ever found, and uh, they'd never really found any complete uh, juvenile uh, Diplodocus um, specimens. And so they found this one and uh, kind of realized that it looks incredibly different from its adult counterpart parts. Oh, cool. Um, and um, they named him Andrew, or they named it Andrew, mm-hmm. um, after Andrew Carnegie. Uh, of Carnegie Hall, who was not a paleontologist, just very into dinos. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Goals, like you. Honestly. Just like me. <laughs> I'm the Andrew Carnegie of Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> That's what we were saying earlier. That's what, yeah. I was literally just saying Yeah, that. Carol was literally just like, that was at the tip of her tongue. She was like, I, yeah, I saw I it. She was about to say it. Like she looked my at friend, me and Yeah, my friend Cass, the Andrew Carnegie of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what they know me as. Um <laughs> That's that's what my mom calls me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically the the differences are actually really interesting because um it it not only shows that um their feeding habits were different. Mm-hmm. So um but it also shows that like the babies were not necessarily in the same um herds um as the adults. So whereas the adults lived in um, open fields and clearings and grazed off the ground and things like that. Um, the dental structure and the shape of the snout of the baby skull uh, indicates more foraging or more more of a generalized diet mm-hmm. because they're babies and they need to grow a lot. So mm-hmm. they need to eat whatever they can. And they were probably more in the forest rather than the clearings, not only to hide from predators, but also so they don't, don't get trampled by their family. Wow. You would see, like, the adults also foraging and eating, like, in the trees if they had been with their young. Um, I mean, it would be probably pretty hard for them, the adults, to get into the forest because they're, like, 100 feet long. Whereas, like, the babies (laughs) have the ability to hide and, like, duck under. Mm -hmm. Um, But, sure. (laughs) Maybe? Yeah, I just wondered, like, that shows a divide in, like— where they were like yeah the parents like, aren't with them yeah like the parents were not around like it's like sea turtles right how sea turtles like lay them and they're like deuces and they tap out and then the babies have to find their way to the water on their own right kind of a similar thing it it, it it's hypothesized and they've hypothesized that like the adults have were kind of hands-off for a mm-hmm. while but this kind of suggests the that that is the case right okay and just to clarify so it's a thing because they found this this skull off by itself without any adults around. They're like, oh, this solidifies this hypothesis. Obviously, it doesn't. Co- doesn't it, well, it was more. The, it, it was more the shape of the skull actually, okay. um, because the the way the snout is mm-hmm. um, is so different from the adult counterparts that you know they'd have to be in different spaces to eat the kinds of foods that the, their dental structure indicates. So. Um, so yeah, so they're probably not together. So they probably have like little baby gangs and then like adult squads. So, and eventually they would just move over. Like in adolescence, they have to like leave their their siblings yeah. behind or yeah. something. Yeah, it is tragic. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm assuming. I'm projecting. But it's 
<laughs> but the babies had to eat a lot more, so it was kind of like, like whereas the adults had a more specialized diet, kind of mm. like we as adults eat more specific things because we know what our tastes are and like what makes our bodies feel good. Right. Mm-hmm. But like babies need to eat a bunch of stuff because mm-hmm. they're going to grow. Yeah, the skeletal structure is going to change a ton in these larger dinos because, you know, you start with an egg the size of a cantaloupe, right? And then mm-hmm. it grows like by 25 years to like... 100 feet so obviously it's skeleton is going to be different its body needs to change a ton i got growing pains am i right eighth grade growing pains but imagine you're actually just growing 100 feet (laughs) all in one summer they really blossom you come back and everyone's like wow elena's really changed (laughs) she got hot (laughs) she's so long look at how long her neck is (laughs) hot um so There um, has been a lot of research put on uh, fossilized eggs and looking into the nests and, like, what we can determine from, like, what we're finding. Um, What have scientists discovered in relationship to what we're seeing in fossilized nests? One thing that is is really interesting is um, seeing when we find eggs, what else we find nearby, because that indicates probably how parenting happened. Um, so, for example, um, there were there, there are a couple different dinosaurs, um, like the Ovaraptor, uh, the Troodon, the Cetipodi. Uh, those are all theropods, by the way, um, that nice. were found with a bunch of eggs nearby. And actually... This is very sad. Oh, no. The Ovaraptor was so named because they were found with a bunch of eggs, Mm -hmm. right? Their first discovery was with, like, 30-some-odd eggs around them. A thief. And that's what they thought. (gasps) But was it And especially because it was was what they thought was a male male Ovaraptor because it didn't have the medullary bone, which is, like, how they lay things. Oh. Um, Eggs. Eggs. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're a scientist too now. Yeah, Kara, quiet. Well, <laughs> I say too like I too am a paleontologist. You have a PhD in paleontology, correct? Yeah, where did um, you I do from? have a bachelor's of science in gender studies. So, so they also teach Kinda. dinos in that unit. <laughs> Listen, we talk about eggs. Um, same thing. Yeah. Dinos, humans, Eggs. eggs. We got them. We're all the we same. We all got them. We We're all, all got the same eggs, on the- I'm just like the Ovaraptor. Me and 30 kids. Yeah. <laughs> the big thing about Elena and my favorite thing about her is anytime she goes over to anybody's place, she's always taking eggs. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Goes yeah. into the fridge take, and she fills her pockets. <laughs> it's true. I don't let her yeah. in my kitchen. Yeah. yeah. You have I to watch her. so many eggs. She starts to leave and I say... Hey. Elena, open your mouth. Let me check your cheeks. <laughs> yeah. She's always sticking them in her mouth. Yeah. It's really crazy that my mouth can open. <laughs> yeah. She unhinges her jaw like a snake. Mm-hmm. And she I've seen her stick six, seven eggs yeah. inside of there. Honestly, you want to know my record? Sure. 26. Shut the, sh- Dang. Shut the front door, I almost dudes. got 27. And then one on the very back of my throat just cracked. Like my own my own neck cracked it. Oh, no. Because it was straining it. so hard. Yeah. And so then I just sped up all over Cass's furniture. And she was like, get the fuck out of my house. And I was like, <laughs> That's I'm why sorry. She's I, never been oh. back. <laughs> I knew you guys had a big falling out and I hadn't heard the story. So I mean, now thanks she's for on our podcast. <laughs> this is actually super healing for us. <laughs> I'm really glad I got to talk about how dangerous that felt for me. Like there were yeah. eggshells stuck in my lungs. Yeah, everybody. Hey, this is just a PSA, you guys. Don't put eggs in the back of your throat. You know what I'm saying? Don't do it. Especially the back of your throat. But if you want to stick one in your cheek, it's okay. That's fine. Anyway. Not great, but fine. Anyways, you were saying the Ovaraptor? Oh, yeah, the Ovaraptor. Yeah, so they were so named because they're like, oh, these dudes 
steal eggs. No, no, no. These dudes hang with their own eggs. So it's actually really common in in birds, which are modern dinosaurs. Um, This is actually a fun fact. Men. Um, <laughs> Let's open we're talking your ears. Right now. We know this you're listening you. right now. Hello. Open them up. Pay attention. This is for you. <laughs> we know you've blocked out everything we said because we're women. But listen, this is about you. Hello. No, I'm gonna narc on. I'm not. I'm gonna harp on them. So uh, they're absolutely shut your ear. Oh, open your no, ears. Open. <laughs> you need this and deserve it. Anyway, so um, in parental care of mammals and reptiles, mm-hmm. um, males contribute. Um, or, like, males contribute to parental care in only about 5% of mammals and reptiles. Whoa. But in birds, males and females dual care um, in 90% of birds. Wow. And bird species. Yeah. So we could all learn from some birds. Hell yeah. Um, but basically that's why we did, we thought, oh, this is not their um, their eggs. But it's actually incredibly common for paternal care to happen with eggs and, and raising and things like that. Um And we see that in large birds like emus today as well. And penguins. uh, Don't they really care about their young? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they Uh, care a lot. They write them cards on their birthdays. (laughs) They sing to them. Yeah, they call them. Oh, they are always calling and checking in. Which is good. It's like a parent should check up. For sure. I mean, if we're talking egg eaters, I know we're... I just flipped right back to the egg eaters, Elena, Mm -hmm. but... (laughs) <laughs> Not to call you out and put Not you on the spot. Yeah, I feel like but, you remember you know, that. This is wild. For for a long time though, I too was like, oh, I in the land before time. Mm-hmm. I believe it is the second film in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole thing. There's a whole song about eggs, um, and like these the two bad guys. Uh, they're Struthiomimus, but they go around singing about like, oh, every day I wake up and I crave eggs. And they like eat eggs, and they're the bad guys because of that. Okay, but Are in those my mind, raptors? no, they're Struthiomimus, Struthiomimus. Okay. But, um, but you know, I mean, I guess in my head, I was like, oh, they're the same thing. You know, when you're little, yeah. You're like, I bet oviraptors also do that. And, um, in fact, I thought that for longer than I'm proud of as a dino nerd. But, um, but yeah. So, but they don't. They're just good dads. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's it's a big old bummer. Dude, um, good dino dads out here getting a bad rap. That's tough. Yeah, that's uh, it's like I feel like our society was like so quick to be like, they're probably bad. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all the eggs they have. No way those are theirs. Yeah, no, took no them. way, they took no them. way. Yeah. <laughs> took uh, those eggs. I would like my time on this pod to to really bring awareness mm-hmm. to to hashtag free the overaptor. Oh yeah. I love that. That's for sure. Yeah. We'll use that um, in our social medias. But I think, yeah, I mean, even coming into it, even with the name of Overaptor, I was like, this guy's a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? This guy's taking eggs. It's claiming it as its own. Like, he's bad. You know, it's gluttonous. It seems gluttonous. It's There's, yeah. gluttonous. It is. It's really fascinating, though, to see how gender roles play even in um, ancient times. Yeah. Uh, and with, like, the these dinosaurs. Because immediately we're going to assume, like, that's probably why they assumed that this male dinosaur stole eggs. It's because we were assuming, like, oh, like a female... It would be a female who would be taking care of all these eggs and right. not the male, right? Well, and that's such a that's that's an important thing too. That in science, this is not about dinosaurs, but <laughs> um, but in science, we do. We that's why we need to have a diverse uh, field of researchers because 
we're as humans discovering these things and therefore putting our own biases as humans onto them Mm -hmm. and projecting Mm -hmm. like projecting gender roles, projecting um, actions and Mm -hmm. and things like that onto them. And if we didn't have that, maybe this would not have happened. Right. Right. Um, Because they didn't have that then, obviously. Like, the dinosaurs aren't being like, well, I'm the man, so I'm going to go this way. And when it was instinct, if if it was, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. and I think that's that's the other thing, too, is it wasn't yeah, no one you know, was thinking. That's just what yeah. they did. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was interesting because in the the article that that I read that I that that we all shared, um, they were like, "Oh, it's Dino Daddy Daycare," and I was like, "No, it's Dino Daddies being parents." Like, uh-huh. even still, we're we're perpetuating that. Even to at, like, we're projecting on even dinosaurs who are extinct that the the yeah. fathers are babysitters or. Mm-hmm. You know, being good dads for parenting at all. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. I also, I just like, I want to be super clear. Yeah. No problem with the film Daddy Daycare. No. Oh, a work of American culture. That was going to be the last 20 minutes of this episode. I have three copies of it on DVD, one for each of you. (laughs) Whoa, for us? Well, you guys can come over. Okay. Uh, I live very close to you now. Yeah. But we won't say where. Chicago. (laughs) Motherfucker. Avenue and I don't know what the name of your street is, but oh right my off god! But you've given street. me up. Well, sorry, kids. Lane will edit it out. Um, <laughs> that's wild, though. Yeah, that's wild. That uh, one. Of course, we respect the movie Daddy Daycare, care, but also <laughs> the fact that American culture or culture in general has been like, yeah, look at these good, look at these quote unquote good dinosaur parents, and it's like, oh god. <laughs> well, it is also interesting too because in the. I mean, both of the, the, the sets of articles we talked about, like, with the the hands-off parenting of, of the Diplodocus and then the hands-on paternal care of um, of the Oviraptors and the Troodons, um, on, one, on one it's like, oh, daddy daycare, and the other it's like, bad dinosaur moms. And I'm like, yeah. well, the dads weren't around either. <laughs> and it, it's <laughs> not blame them. It's interesting, too, because um, at least... I think that we would identify more with the reptile-like creatures than the bird-like creatures. So to consider that the birds are actually more um, caring of their young is something that I wouldn't have even considered. Like, yeah. you would think that it would be the ones that have, like, the four the four limbs or whatever, not the, the birds, because you just... I don't know. I'm always thinking about pigeons, but... You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, you don't expect a bird to be. Yeah, they like, can fly. If yeah. you're going to be in, if you have the power of flight and you can just go wherever, whenever into the sky, hello, who gives a shit about your kids, my dude? Go into the sky. <laughs> Who's got the time? You have buildings to shit on, you know? <laughs> hell, if you're going to fly, if you can fly and you're going to, you're like, I'm going to go over the lake today. I'm going to fly over the lake. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah, you and can. Nobody's like, well, you can go some, you can, you go, can go pretty, pretty far. far. Eat a big meal, go for a flight. And you're yeah. never thinking to yourself, well, oh, I hope the kids are doing okay. Fuck you. You're in the air. You know what I'm saying you're yeah. in the fucking sky well I think yeah. that only shows the commitment on both ends one to the children mm. of the bird-like animals and birds themselves um and two the commitment of the sauropods um to be like we gotta hurry and get out of here <laughs> we cannot fly we gotta leave them yeah. we gotta get a head start <laughs> yeah absolutely um, well, Cass, if you could summarize, I mean, you've kind of summarized it already, but uh, kind of looking back at what we've talked about, um, what could we gain from this conversation? Like, what is something that you would want people to take away from? One, uh, dinos are rad as heck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, two, we should check our biases as mm-hmm. scientists, as human scientists. Citizen scientists. Citizen scientists and stop projecting our cultural hangups on our discoveries that are n- not culturally based, that are right. not a part of our society, because that only enforces things. And also we get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so, so yeah, maybe diversify your fields and, um, you know, d- dig more. Everyone dig more. Everybody should be digging. Uh, Literally and, and figuratively. Yeah, and figuratively. three, uh, the Jurassic World films rock. And everyone who thinks otherwise is incorrect. Absolutely. Uh, that's a wrong opinion. <laughs> Jurassic Park rules. Uh, Jurassic World is a lovely modern gift. Jurassic Park 3 has a place in canon, but is not great, and we're fine with that. Cass, it, I could be wrong, but it sounds like you're tearing up. <laughs> Elena, don't look, guys, don't look at me. Sorry. Everybody look away. Close your eyes. I'm going to get tears on the mic. Okay, well, you guys, it uh, sounds like I have to go watch six or seven Jurassic Park films. So, uh, Cass, thank you so much. Five. For, okay. Thank you for being, Five films. Thank you for um, being on the pod. Sorry. Yep, thank you for, thank you for having me. FM is hosted by me, Elena Briss, and Kara Larson. Shout out to the only person who makes us sound good, our editor, Lane Gerbig. Special thanks to the I.O. Theater for letting us record in their studios. Our theme music is by Tracy Kunzika. You can check out more of her work on her Twitter at T-R-U-N-Z-I-K-A-1. Thanks this week to Cass Ostrander and her knowledge of dinosaur parenting. To further explore the world of Science FM, visit our website at sciencefm.org. Don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Elena, spit that fucking egg out. (laughs) Bye.